1: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Yo, yo, what it is? This is your boy, Jay Spencer King. I got my chop-up crew with me. This looks a little weird. Let's see how we can do this. What's up? Okay, there we go. I got my chop-up crew with me. I got my girl Kate Gunn... Cr- I got my girl Kate Gun. Kristen, in the house. I got my homeboy, Steros for the girls. And What's then up? I got... Hey, doves, big doves down in the, in the other corner there. What's going on? Y'all? What's going on with y'all?
0: How's it going? What's good, boy and girls? <laughs> it's the weekend four. What's up? What's
2: going
0: on, man? Four horsemen. About to get yeah, it in. First of
1: all, your energy is way too mellow for me for it to be this weekend. So bef- what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw something in. I'm going to throw a wild card in real quick. Earlier Ooh. this week. Earlier this week, one of my people tweeted out something that he didn't quite, I mean, he meant it, but I don't think he meant it. You know what I mean? So we're going to bring my man in real quick, my man Ron. So what he said was, Josh Allen really hasn't been as good as you think this season. He's putting the ball up for grabs. Yeah, only – he didn't say, yeah, I'm saying that to throw some emphasis on it. Yeah, only two interceptions, but eight turnover-worthy plays, and that's according to PFF. We all know how Buffalo feels about PFF. But it's the second most in the NFL behind Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and he's tied with Big Ben. He's saying that Josh technically is still a turnover machine like he was his rookie year. I don't think he meant it. I don't think he meant it. But I'm going to bring my dude, Ron, in from – what is it? The Arrowhead – what, what Arrowhead Pride? Arrowhead Pride. Yep, around? you got it. Yeah, yeah. What's going man. on, man?
3: Hey, it, it's going good. I' you bringing me up. You know, I'm not gonna be uh, you know, in too good a favor with Bills fans after that tweet. You showing them, and <laughs> probably gonna get a few more of my mentions after that one. No, <laughs> i we right. I'm like,
1: we're, we're, we're nice, man. <laughs> I promise. We're a nice fan base. Oh, I know.
3: Yeah, that's that's the uh, you know in Buffalo, we're kind of both uh you know, experience, you know live fans. That's that's what it's all about. So. I appreciate Bill's Mafia for sure. And I appreciate them coming after coming after me because they're just defending their guy, right? You're just defending Josh Allen, who's been great. He's been excellent the last two years. He's been such a good quarterback. He's so talented. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I regret a little bit of how I worded that maybe a little bit because I wasn't trying to say he hasn't been good this year, that he's been this turnover machine. Just that he hasn't been as good as he was towards the end of last year when he was a legitimate MVP candidate. You know, he he got more MVP boasts than Patrick Mahomes last year, which – you know, we had some uh we had some uh, problem with that here in Kansas City a little bit, but uh yeah, I just think he kinda had a slow start this year, but he has gotten better the last two games and you've seen it, but you just the completion percentage is down like it was kinda early in his career. Um the turnover worthy plays, I guess are kinda always there. So maybe that wasn't the greatest at the pull because the, the, the thing with Allen is he has those but then he has the big plays and it kind of makes up for it and, and he's done that again this year. So please forgive just, me, Bills fans. And uh, and the Chiefs defense, we'll get into it, But Chiefs defense is probably going to be a pretty good remedy for him to kind of get you know back on track a little bit.
1: But Ron, real quick, man, because the thing is, so and I'm not even going to come down hard on my PFF people because I got people there too that I love. Turnover worthy plays, I think. I think the way it's described is really not an accurate or like for instance, it's a stat that really I don't think you can, I don't think you can really keep because depending on how the play folds out, it's not like he's like for instance one of the the a couple of the plays that that you posted in that tweet. To me, it wasn't like an actual real interception that should have happened. So it's like when you look at those turnover worthy plays, it's like, you know, that's a stretch at times. It's just more so, you know, you obviously, when you're not on the side of the. So for instance, we're Josh Allen fans. So no, it's like, man, that's the dumbest stat in the world. But then they throw it up there when we're playing against Patrick Mahomes. And if they say he has, um, and for instance, I, I believe he led the league last year in turnover worthy plays. Am I right?
3: He didn't lead it, but he was close for sure. And that was one point I wanted to make was that, you know, Bill's fans coming at me saying, hey, you know, you wouldn't have been saying this about Mahomes last year. Well, actually, I was I had, I had, was very concerned about it last year. <laughs> actually, I, I copied a tweet from last year and showed a few people. Uh, yeah, I and it, this year you see it. Now there's four interceptions through four games for Mahomes. So I, I, I do think it kind of has something to say where, you know, if you are putting the ball up for grabs and get a little lucky sometimes, it turns into interceptions down the road. Uh, But yeah, I totally, I I totally know what you're saying with the, you know, uh, some of those aren't necessarily interception worthy, like they just straight up dropped them. But you know, there were a few throws that were uh, a little, you know, close to being that way. So
1: that's why I wanted to clip them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started because we'll, we'll get into like the, you know, we'll get into the the X's and O's aspect of it with everybody. We got to really get, I'm really excited about tonight's conversation. So, uh, but before we do, I kind of want to just talk about the atmosphere because like for Bills fans coming into this game, we look at this as like the um, the interseason redemption game. You know what I mean? Like because the last time we the last time we saw this team, the last time our team was in Kansas City, the the last memory we have is Stefan Diggs standing there with all the confetti coming down with his hands on his hips. And you could just see the disappointment in his body language. Um, so let's start with Kristen real quick because she was actually at that game. And I know you probably were too, Ron, if you weren't, I would be shot, but, uh, Kristen was at that game. Talk to me a little bit first about your, your memory and experience. I know you kind of have like a blurred memory of that game, but, uh, just your experience of going down there and and from your perspective, what you feel like the team can kind of look forward to going in there, like what the environment is going to be like. Um, Kansas city's
2: tough, man, (laughs) like they're. That's a tough environment and I think it would be a tough environment even without it being the AFC championship game um, you know I I mentioned earlier when before we jumped in here that my dad was a chiefs fan growing up and because of that I think that I grew up kind of watching the similarities between Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills and there's a lot of them there, there really is when you really dig into it there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between us um, which I think that also makes their fan base, I'm biased, not as, not as passionate as us, but close, close. Um, we had a blast in our little private bubble parking lot that felt like a Bill's tailgate, you know? And it was kind of like we were living on cloud nine. I mean, it was everything that you would dream of and more. I mean, take our normal Bill's parking lot at the Ralph and just amplify it with the energy. But again, the Kansas City Chiefs fans weren't in our lot with us. When we walked into that game It was just constant, you know, I mean, we're going to get that anywhere, right? I mean, you're an opposing fan going anywhere, but it was just a different sort of vibe in Kansas City because they were as hungry for that win as we were. And I remember um, there was four guys sitting to my left that just the entire game, man, the whole game, they were after me. And I was kind of like, I waited till they went to the bathroom. <laughs> and one of them had, you know, I, when I tell you that, it's like, I don't know, you'll know it better than I would, Ron. It, it's like $15 beers. And if you want to get a koozie for that beer, it's like an extra 10 bucks. There was a guy that had a $25 beer sitting in front of him because it was the actual beer with the $10 koozie. And when they went to the bathroom, in my little buzzed up brain, I was like, oh, I'm going to get revenge on these guys. And I took his koozie and I put it in my pocket. And he came back and was literally looking for it, right? <laughs> And I completely forgot about it till I got home and I'm like clearing things out, getting ready to get on the airplane, and I'm pulling stuff out of my pocket. And I'm like, why do I have this Mahomes koozie? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just kind of like they jabbed at me. I'm not an aggressive person, so that was the most I could get back out at them. The but I I think that noise wise, I didn't get to experience it as much because, you know, there was only a fraction because of it being, you know, during the COVID year of what could be in there. But again, growing up with my father, the thing that he always told me about Arrowhead is the noise, is that he actually compared it to, again, he worked in, you know, he was in the army, he was, you know, he was in the army in Vietnam working with aircraft. And he said that the noise in there is actually proven to be louder than standing next to the jet engine of a jet plane, like standing right next to it, like the decibel volume is the same, if not a little bit more. And that was something that always stuck with me. And I think that we're going to run into issues with that. In this game, because everybody's going to be back in there with this being as hyped up a game as it is, I think it's going to be way more electric.
1: Yeah, Ron, what do you think about that from from, from your perspective now as a Chiefs fan and, and analyst? You know, what kind of environment you know because you're used to being there, obviously. So, what, what what can we expect?
3: Well, hey, and I did notice one thing that's interesting about the Bills. Uh, you know, last year than this year so far, they really haven't played that tough of a road game. When you talk about You know, last year, obviously, no fans or, you know, little fans. And then this year, their only road game so far has been in Miami, which, you know, that's not the greatest environment. Uh, You know, the most hardcore environment It was a noon game, too. Um, Yeah, I think that could be a little bit of a, you know, uh, something to kind of get used to for them, maybe right out the gate, maybe uh, something they're not used to uh, dealing with. But, yeah, she's right. Uh, It gets really loud. I I actually the the, I have a specific play uh, that I remember when, you know, it was about eight years ago now, but it got so loud that it actually got quiet, you know, like it got to the point where you couldn't, like, it was like a white noise, like, it, it, you know, it's hard. It's just, it was actually the time we broke the Guinness World Record the first time, but, uh yeah, it gets crazy loud in there, man. And so I could see that being a little issue for the Bills right out the gate, just because, like I mentioned, I mean, when's the last time they played in that full environment where it was that ruckus of an environment? I mean, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... I I guess I can see the the um from both Kristen's perspective and yours I could see where it could become a factor I just I've always been one of those guys where it's like you know I look at it like these guys have played for major colleges or even even the smaller colleges have had huge audiences and so even the rookies coming in they've had a chance to play again or you know in front of some crowds and then same thing. The guys that's been here, they've played in big games before, and and this isn't the AFC Championship. I know it wasn't as many fans as it's going to be, you know, tomorrow. But look, it's it's still. It, I don't know. I, it just doesn't get to me. What do you think, uh, A Dubs? Let's, let's highlight you for a quick second. Y'all been quiet. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get our guests some talking time, but but I don't want to neglect A Dubs, Big Dubs, and Steros for the girls. So A Dubs, where you at with like? Do you think it's really going to be much of a factor?
4: I I don't. Um, I think, like you said, like, you know, playing in a big stadium and the big crowds is not brand new to them, right? Like, they're used to it. I think, you know, maybe it's going to be a little bit louder than they've been used to in the last few games. Like, obviously, you know, like Ron said, Miami, you know, their fans were gone by halftime. So it's like, it was really just like those mafia at that point, you know, being loud. And we've been known to be loud too. I know in preseason, you know, we've caused a lot of games and things like that from being so loud, but I don't think, you know, I don't think they're going to let it get to their head too much.
1: All right. Well, let's pivot real quick. Let's, let's start talking a little bit of football. I'm going to start with Steros, and then we're going to kind of get a little um response of the, on the same question from Ryan. And then we're going to do a round table of questions in that same manner. Uh So steros. The first question I kind of want to throw out there, man, Josh and 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 Patrick are pretty much – they're getting a lot of comparisons for a lot of different reasons. Um, And what I'm seeing now when I turn on, like, the major networks and I'm looking at the way these guys talk about those two quarterbacks and ladies uh, talk about those two quarterbacks, a lot of times it's like these guys both have the cannons. And, and you'll hear some analysts say – it's not just Patrick Mahomes. Like, the stuff that he does, Josh Allen is doing the same type of things and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, the comparisons now are starting to be really, really close. Which, which of those comparisons are fair and which of would you say, like, nah, they're completely separate quarterbacks, we really need to chill? You know, so where, where do you stand on, on those comparisons?
0: Um, I think they're pretty similar. Um, you know, I would say Patrick Mahomes has an edge when it comes to processing um, a defense pre and post snap. And then accuracy. Um, you know, there's not many quarterbacks, uh, you know, that can that can do what Patrick does, and he, and you can't you can't deny. It. Now it does help me have you know Tyreek and Travis Kelsey, and then you know turn around you got a, a Hall of Fame head coach. But uh, you know, I would say I mean Patrick is better than Josh right now, but you know, Josh is not far off. You know, I think if he can you know maybe hone in on some of the, you know, I think it's a combination of maybe accuracy and then you know clutch plays you know when it counts the most right and marquee games um this is the area where Josh Allen um we really haven't seen him climb the mountain yet and so until he does until he can come into Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes or knock him out in the playoffs then that's when I can start being you know as as big on Josh taking over Mahomes than a lot of others are right now. So, but my other thing is, though, I don't, why is Ron coming in here like he's a New England Patriots fan, dog? Like, he's got that New England Patriots arrogance, man. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. He's he coming in here like, he's coming in here like everything. Like, he they just the shit. Like, I'm just like, dog, like, what's going on, Ron? What's up, dog?
3: Man, you guys you guys are up one game in the standings, too. How funny is that? How, who would have guessed that the Chiefs would be 2-2 two two at this point? Uh, no, I, I, I don't mean to be arrogant cause I, and it's, and it's easy though, or it's uh, not easy, but it's, it's sometimes, you know, as Chiefs fans, the last two years, it's kind of hard not to be a little arrogant. And I hate to be that way because I always, I was the same way with Patriots fans. Like, man, no, screw that. You know, like you don't want to, <laughs> I don't know, like it, 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 every season's different. Every year's different, you know? And, and so you don't want to like get too cocky about stuff, but, uh, so I'm trying not to be so. Don't want to come off that way, but uh, on the Mahomes Allen stuff,
0: (laughs) I'm just messing with you, dog. I'm just, oh, I know, (laughs) I know, but like, I,
3: you, you should hear Chiefs fans. I mean, we're, we're, they're jumping, you know, the, you know, they're jumping off the boat, jumping off the bridge because we've lost two games in the first four, you know, it's like, come on, guys, like, let's not get too spoiled here, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, you know, and we are getting really spoiled in Kansas City, but no, I do want to get on the Allen Mahomes talk too, because. I think they're very similar quarterbacks, actually. And I, and I think another thing that, uh, you know, I, I totally agree with what Sterling said. Another thing, too, is that they both are really good about knowing when to scramble and, like, get, you know, pick up yards with their feet. Like, obviously, Allen, I mean, he's just so hard to tackle, too, and he's such an athlete. But I just think they both kind of have, have gotten better at just, like, choosing when to do it, not doing it all the time, but knowing when to. And, and Allen, like I said, Allen's really good about that kind of stuff. But I also want to say... On the flip side, uh, the negative thing about both of them, and it's really been prevalent with Mahomes at times this year, is is there's some uneasiness in the pocket at times, and it, and it kind of they can make up for it because of how great their arm is, how talented their arm is, and and they don't have to be on platform to make a 30 yard throw on the dot, both of them, and and so yeah, it doesn't get shown up as much, but when it does show up and it does affect the game, you know that that's Mahomes' fatal flaw, and it, and it comes out sometimes. He's he's getting better and better at it, but. It's kind of, you know, he's streaky about it. So, and I think Allen at times too this year, that's one reason why I'm, I'm, I kind of made the point that he hadn't been playing maybe as well as he was last year is because there is some times where it just looks like he's kind he panics in the pocket for a second. Mahomes does the same thing. And, and I do think one thing with that is that Mahomes has kind of had to make up for it this year. Allen really hasn't because you guys have been dominating the teams you've been playing. He hasn't had to be the superhero, you know, come back in games and kind of put the team on his back like Mahomes has had to because the Bills' defense is actually good. Chiefs' defense is not. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Allen's still got the capability, obviously, to do that. He just hasn't had to show it maybe as much as Mahomes has had to this year. And so maybe that's where, you know, it. it there's a difference there. Uh, you know, just the fact that Allen's been in, you know, games where they dominated, and, and we have not been able to dominate an opponent this year.
1: And the, the thing is, I know um, it, looking at it outside in, I've been reading – outside perspectives where they're trying to not give the bills credit in a way because of who, who they face. The thing is, look, we can't, we can't, we didn't make the schedule. And, you know, so like now we're going into Arrowhead tomorrow and this is going to be a game where they're not running from it. They're excited. Like these, the players are ready now. I don't know how they're going to perform. You know what I mean? But they're, they're ready. Like these guys are focused They're, And I, I know it's the same for the chiefs players. Um, so speaking a little bit about Mahomes now let's let's pivot on that matchup so the the defense versus the offense so the Bills defense versus Patrick Mahomes and 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 that dynamic offense right so the defense right now for the Buffalo Bills is actually a top-ranked defense to my not to my surprise but to my surprise you know um I figured they would be like a top 7 top top 10 defense they're coming in here looking like you know, hey, we're dominant and we're going to do the damn thing. And we already know. We already know about my boy, about my dog, Tremaine, catching them <laughs> damn bodies. He's up to 21 for the year. Bodies. Shout out to my man, Big Zig. Uh, but my man, Tremaine Edmonds, is healthy this year. One of the things that I feel like is, um, and, and actually, Bruce Nolan agreed with me, too. We, we talked about that, and he talked about it on the show last night um, with Nick Geary. I think one of the things that played a huge factor in the way Patrick Mahomes was able to move that ball last season was the fact that Tremaine Edmonds was not even close to 100%. What are your thoughts? We could start with, Ron, and then I want to kind of piggyback on that with K-Gun this way. Um, I want to piggyback on that with K-Gun. So, so tell me, um, you know, what are you expecting out of this matchup between the offense and the defense? And, you know, like I said, he- it's a healthy Tremaine there now. So what, what, is your, what are your expectations? Well, first of all, yeah, Edmonds is a is heck of an athlete and he's the kind of
3: guy that if, if you're on, if you're going to be playing Travis Kelsey, you, you want a guy like Edmonds where he's athletic at the second level. You know, no one's maybe going to be able to completely neutralize Kelsey and, and they haven't at this point, but someone that can just keep up with him athletically. There's a lot of linebackers that just absolutely have no chance and he's not one of them. You know, he, he can definitely keep up. Uh, You know, kind of just take away, you know, uh, the windows won't be as open. Uh, You know, he'll kind of close them up in a hurry because he's so athletic. He's so good at change of direction. Had an interception over the middle against the Texans that I noted was, you know, it it was a bad throw. It kind of, you know, it wasn't the greatest decision, but he closes those windows so quick. So Mahomes has been hammering that intermediate to short area this year because he's had to. Everyone's taken away the deep ball. And that's something that the Bills did last year against the Chiefs as well. Uh, You know, Mahomes, I think, only had one completion over 20 yards in the air. Between both games against the Bills last year, so yeah, I I think he's gonna have to do that again. But like you said, you know, Milano didn't play in that first game last year. Edmonds wasn't healthy. It was a lot easier to complete those short to intermediate passes last year when when you know you're not as healthy in the linebacking core. Not the case this year. And I know Milano does have that hamstring injury, questionable to get for the game. But you know, Edmonds like you like you mentioned, he's playing really good this year, and that's that's definitely gonna be you know trouble for Kelsey. And if they can take away Kelsey a little bit. And, and, you know, the, the Bills have the secondary to kind of, you know, contain Hill as well. That's when you can really get the Chiefs' offense in trouble is when, you know, you're not getting the ball to those guys because besides them, they they really haven't had any consistent playmakers. Yeah. Kagan,
1: where are you at with it?
2: Um, I think – I mean, obviously biased. I want to run in here, you know, and run through walls screaming about the Bills' defense being, you know, one of the best in the leagues. But I also – I'm kind of worried about it. Um, because we haven't played an offense like the Chiefs offense this year. This is a different kind of animal. You know, so while we've been lights out in these first, you know, few games, I don't I think that we're gonna see a different animal. But we haven't had to play, you know, Edward Delaire and Kelsey and Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. We haven't had to play those guys. And um I think Edmonds is going to be a big factor in that. I think that with, you know, probably Milano, if he does play, his his workload isn't going to be as much. We also have Jordan Poyer coming off that ankle injury, which means that Edmonds is going to have to step up and handle more of those Edward O'Leary and uh, and Kelsey coverage zones. So I I honestly am a little bit worried about it, but I, I still have all the faith in the world about the Bills defense.
1: I'm just going to say, before I kick it to Gun on that same question, I'm just going to say my dude got 21 bodies to this point during the season. We only a quarter in. Like, we only a quarter in. And he's leading the team. He just got the defensive player of the week award for the AFC. Like, I, I just, I just, I'm just saying like, it's been a lot of people that's been throwing hate and sand on my man's name. And I just got to say, I've been in this campaign. To to
2: Listen.
1: No, I, I, I know you're not. I know you're not. I feel like you, I feel like you know better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, just, I, feel I like, wouldn't
2: dare. I wouldn't yeah, dare. This,
1: yeah, <laughs> this show wouldn't end it, Like it, I would talk for two hours on, on Tremaine Edmonds at that point. So I just feel like you got better things to do than to rile me up like that. Like you, you just know, look, I'll just let Spence had us tonight. I talk my crap later. But the, but for real, like he's he's balling this year, and and I've been on this thing for a minute, so I just need everybody to remember who was the first cat on this this Tremaine campaign because he's out here doing it. And I, I told y'all last season that look, he's injured. I'm not saying it's an excuse if he's hurt, he shouldn't be playing. But he's out there trying to give it his all, so I'm going to support him. Now that he's healthy, you in four years, man, and and that mental, he's always been smart. He's 23 years old. He's 23 years old. Like, I wish I had the graphic that, that A-Dove sent me the other day or last night, whenever it was that she sent it to me. It was like like me at or my parents at 23, and they're like, hey, babe, let's get married. And then Tremaine Netman's at 23. Like, it's my fourth year in the league. I done been to two Pro Bowls. I'm the defensive player of the week. Like, he's just – you got to get his guys some time to develop. Quarterbacks, we always say year three is when the game slows down and when – he's the quarterback of the defense. He was injured last year. This year he's doing this thing. I'm not going to keep going because I always get on these rants about my guy. Yeah. I know Tremaine is my dude. A dubs, big dubs. What you, what you think about my guy and his defensive, uh, you know, this matchup that we got tomorrow.
4: I think he, I think Tremaine's going to show up and ball out. I really do. I think this is in a way kind of like a redemption game for him too, just because he wasn't, you know, as healthy as he was last year. So I think he's going to really want to show up and show out. Um, I think, with him too, I think he might want to create turnovers more. And I think that might be the name of the game just for the defense in general. Cause I remember week one when they were struggling and they were kind of asking them, you know, like what was going on, what was going through their head. They just said they felt like they were struggling with their inability to create turnovers. So I think that's going to be really key for them this week is trying to create turnovers and create them early and making sure that uh, we have possession of the ball more. So I think he's going to ball out.
1: OK, well, I, I just I feel like, you know, he might not come away with the defensive player award a week again because Kansas City's offense, like like Kristen said, is a beast. It's not nothing to play with. So I, I'll give him that. But I'm just saying he going he gonna make some plays again. And I'm going to be tweeting if you see something, say something, because he's out here. He's murdering people, Ron. Like, dude, he's murdering people on live TV every single week.
3: Yeah, hey, eleven turnovers the last three weeks for y'all. I mean, that's that's crazy. I don't care who you're playing, that's hard to do. Um, and the Chiefs, as you guys have known, they're putting the ball up for grabs this year. I know I said it about Allen in the tweet, but Mahomes has been doing it even maybe even more this year. Um, and crazy enough, uh, he's kind of he kind of settled down in Philly. And uh, although he did throw a third down interception too, um, yeah, the Chiefs are going to give you guys opportunities. I mean, apparently, I, I hate to say it, but it's just ball security has been a problem i mean even last last week as well there was a fumble that we just happened to recover but they're putting they're putting the ball on the ground mahomes has made some iffy times on in crucial situations yeah and this defense, uh, that's one thing i noted in my opponent scout article the the secondary and, and just the back end in general because Edmonds is included in that and they don't they don't uh give up chances or, or you know pass up opportunities to get turnovers they're not dropping interceptions they're not you know they're scooping that ball up they're getting that catch and and they're creating the turnover. So Chiefs got to be really careful about that. And they, they do got to play a little conservative because of that. I don't, I don't think they should be taking too many shots because this defense will take advantage of any mistakes the Chiefs' offense makes.
1: There's a lot of Bills fans that, that are critical of Tremaine Edmonds because of his dropped interceptions. I, I just don't – Sterles, real quick, because I know we got to now want to flip it to the other side, like the, the other matchup on offense and defense. But, but can you just speak to – I know you watch you know a lot of the All-22 to kind of do your research and stuff. The, the interceptions that Tremaine drops Right I know he just got one this past week It's not like he's dropping Interceptions that are coming right to him Hitting him in the chest or the face mask Like can you just kind of speak on how Well he's playing this season And how like the, the misconception Joe Biscaglia of uh, The Athletic Wrote an amazing article If you don't have if you don't have your subscription You need to subscribe to that To go and read that article Amazing job done on that article About my man Tremaine Atmos But, but Sir, talk to me a little bit about that for a quick second
0: yeah, uh, it goes back to how you mentioned that you know he's uh, he's still 23 years old, and I think one of the things we gotta really uh, remind ourselves of Tremaine Edmonds that one of the knocks coming on him when he was coming out of Virginia Tech is that like he he relied so much on athleticism. I mean, he would take you know false first steps when when you know pursuing angles, etc. And now what we've seen seen from him this year is like. He kind of hit the reset button. He's kind of uh, grown into his man body, if you will, where he's playing fast, but he's playing instinctual. So when you play instinctual football, you're at, it enhances your athleticism because you're not thinking as much. So having a injured Milano and him being injured himself. And I think, you know, they just really weren't settled uh, in their defense in terms of communication last year. And we're seeing a, a markedly different defense because – of the second level that like between, you know, Milano, Taron Johnson, and I'm throwing Taron Johnson there because he's a part of that as well, along with man. So you're seeing these guys communicate effectively. They're passing off guys in zone coverage. They're, 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 you know, actively pursuing, uh you know, man. I mean, and they're covering tight ends. And that's the thing that we've had a hard time with these bills linebackers is their ability to cover tight ends. So AFC championship game, you know, the chiefs ate us up, Kelsey, eight Milano and freaking Edmonds alive, and we witnessed this murder on live TV. But mm. you know they they've taken that, and you see them go up against that. They shut Gasecki out. I mean, he didn't. There's not a tight end that the Bills have faced that where they let him get off. And so I'm not saying that they're going to do that with Kelsey. But what I'm trying to say is, like you were mentioning, uh, Ron, they're gonna they're gonna close a lot of those passing lanes, those cushions, and they're gonna ha- they're gonna make Mahomes be a little bit more conservative because, you know, the bills are going to sit back. They're not going to blitz. You're not going to, I think the bills blitz, what, 37% of the time. They're not even going to do that tomorrow. So you're going to see, they want to get home with four. That's why in the off season, it's, it was all about beating the chiefs, right? I'm not saying they're going to, we're going to do it tomorrow, but it was all about beating the chiefs, Basham, Rousseau and, and doing all the things mm-hmm. that they did. So this is the uh, Mr. Holland's opus, if you will. Uh, they got a lot to prove tomorrow. So uh, we're going to see. All right.
1: And that, you know, I'm I'm there, man. I'm there. And I'm and I'm happy everybody in the in the in the chat is starting to understand. Like, you know, we are overcritical on my guy Tremaine. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. Cause I I know I can talk about him all night. And you know, it's a little it's a man crush there that you know, I get it. I get it. I'm gonna chill. So let's flip the coin here and let's talk about the Chiefs offense with um no, I, I mean sorry, the Bills offense. With the Chiefs' defense now, like so, now we're going to talk about Josh, and we're going to talk about those matchups. That, even in the playoffs, to me, it looked like the Chiefs' defense—they came out aggressive. They were fast. They were getting to. They were getting pressure on the quarterback. Josh Allen was. It was often where he really couldn't even have the time to make his reads, or the, I know we had some injuries. Cole Beasley had what a fractured something in his leg was fractured. Uh, Diggs had a a, a thing of oblique injury or something like that. But it's no excuse. You guys were out there. It's the AFC championship. They didn't get the separation that we were used to them getting. Um, you know, Ron, what, what is your expectation about from Patrick Mahomes tomorrow and, and that offense coming in? I'm sorry. See, I keep doing it. I want to talk about <laughs> What's your expectation from the Bills offense uh, versus that, that Chiefs defense there? Well,
3: the Chiefs defense has given me no reason to be confident that they can stop Josh Allen. They haven't even been able to stop Jalen Hurts or a Lamar Jackson offense that – to be honest with you, hasn't looked very good besides that chiefs game. Uh, yeah. The, there's no level of the chiefs defense that's playing well right now. And, and it, when you have that, it, it also doesn't help when, you know, cause they got to help each other, you know, a good pass rush helps your secondary, you know, good coverage helps your pass rush. None of that is happening right now. So it's almost like doubling down how bad they've been this year, because there's not a single level, you know, trying to make up for the rest of it. The pass rush, we, we moved Chris Jones back out to DN this year. And it, it, I think he's been fine. But the rest of the defensive line is not, has been non-existent, and so there's been no level of pass rush at all whatsoever. They're getting pressure at one of the least amounts, uh, you know, least lowest rates in the entire NFL this year. They haven't had Frank Clark for most of the season, but, I mean, if you ask Chiefs Kingdom, you know, we're not – he's not a game-changer, honestly. He, he's kind of proven that, you know, it, uh, in the playoffs he has some good games, and, and I think he did have a pretty good game against Buffalo last year in the AFC Championship. But besides that, man, Frank Clark has really just kind of been an average defensive end, so it's not like that's a huge loss. And so that's not really an excuse for why they haven't been playing well. The corners have been terrible this year, not covering anybody. The, you know, I know Devontae Smith is a great receiver for a rookie, but man, he was—he had 20 yards of separation from these cornerbacks all the all game last week. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, you know, they had no resistance at all through the air in week three. And the Bills have that the receiving core to take advantage of that again. And uh, I, yeah, I there's no conf, there, there should there's no reason for me to be confident in the Chiefs defense stopping anybody. And that's why, you know, to go back to the tweet I sent, it was never about how I felt about them playing the Chiefs defense. That was just about him, how he's played so far. Man, I, I have no confidence that he – or I have all the confidence in the world that Josh Allen's going to rip apart the Chiefs defense tomorrow. It is going to be a shootout. I hope everyone took the over in Vegas because it is going to be a shootout. That's what I have to say about the Chiefs defense.
1: What do you think, A-Duff? you think it's going to be a shootout or do you think this defense is going to at the very least – you know, kind of I don't want to say keep it because you're not going to keep Patrick Mahomes low. But to me, when I think shootout, I'm thinking, you know, upper 30s a piece, like 38, 35. To me, that's a shootout. So are you are you thinking that's going to be you don't have to give your score prediction yet. But, you know, is it a shootout to you or do you think it's going to be a little bit lower? in
4: I do think it's going to be a shootout. And that was actually my exact prediction that I had written down. But um, I think the Bills have a opportunity just to expose just how slow they actually are especially in the red zone i know that you know the chiefs defense has been struggling a bit so i think guys like dawson knox are going to be a big threat but i think this year in general we're a more complete threat you know last year it was just like you know we had josh and Diggs and we had beasley but this year it's like we have more components you know we have sanders we have gabe davis dawson knox is balling out in addition to having Diggs and beasley so i think we're more of a complete threat that it's like, you know, I think we're going to definitely stump them a little bit on defense, so I'm excited for it. But I do think it's going to be a shootout.
1: Okay. How, how you, where are you at, Kagan? You think it's going to be a shootout? Or, you know, what? How, how do you think this matchup's is going to play out for us?
2: I do. I also think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I think when it comes down to it, it, you know, I think I say it every single week that it's like defenses win the games, right? And I just don't know if Kansas City's defense is going to be able to hold up against us, especially like Ann just said, with all of our new weapons. I mean, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Sanders fan. So, like, I'm, ex- I'm really excited to watch him again tomorrow. Um, it still blows my mind that Emmanuel Sanders is a Buffalo Bill. Like, that's wild to me. So I'm excited to see him. I think that Dawson Knox has been a completely different player since he went to whatever wow. that university was, and we need to send him there every single offseason so that we just see him get better and better and better. But I think that, yeah, I do think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be – really come down to who's got the better defense because when i you know when we've got Mahomes and we've got Josh Allen that both have these insane arms that have just been like increasing their accuracy year over year right so i think that the offense is going to be fun to watch on both sides where it's going to really come down to the wire is going to be the defensive play
1: i'm with it i'm with it I, um my anxiety and my heart won't be with it i will be sitting there with my heart just <laughs> going like this the whole time, but I'm with it. It's going to be good football. It's going to be, you know what? Let's speak to that for a second. Like we can take a quick break from the game, but just in general for the year, it's been some good football games. Like even the games that I assumed would have been horrible. You know, the last week's, not this one that just passed, but the previous week's Thursday night football game, um, I thought would have been like a snoozer. Like I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess I'll, you know, kind of work on some stuff at the same time. And it was a great game. Um, the game that we just had, obviously, I feel bad for, for Russell Wilson. Uh, he's going to be out six to eight weeks, I believe, or possibly a little bit longer with that finger injury. But every game, it seems like, you know, we've, we've just experienced some good football this year. So um, th- let's talk about that for a quick second, because it, it's so good to have fans back and experience good quality football. Uh, Sterles, what's what's been, um, I guess, the, in your eyes, the improvement in that regard? Because we really haven't had any, like,
0: any any bad games yeah i mean i think uh the whole COVID thing kind of jacked everybody up i mean you go back before that i mean they're you know we're talking three point games i mean the nfl has always been a league of parity i mean these these teams are you know very similar they're not as far as the talent gap goes there's not much that goes on now you have your outliers like jacksonville and some the jets and i mean even the jets beat the freaking titans i mean you know anybody can eat your lunch on a sunday man and uh it's just it's crazy because yeah we are seeing some really good football but the thing that i love about it is we're seeing some really good young quarterbacks start to blossom and groom and grow and that benefits everybody when you see justin herbert eating you know lamar jackson improving in some areas where you where where he needs to improve and some of the older guys kind of just taking a back seat except for brady uh that's kind of the thing that gets me going man and guys like trevion Diggs coming out of nowhere like no who would have thought that he would be doing what he's doing i mean and it's not just the interception thing it's like when you go watch him on tape you're like yo he's so sound when it comes to you know what he's able to do press man coverage zone i mean he's he's balling out so and that's you know that's that's brother you know they get you we saw it this offseason how they were getting it in with each other so Mm -hmm. man the nfl is just fun man. that's why it's a billion dollar business every single freaking year
1: speaking of the Cowboys on that little bit part I like Micah Parsons man he's 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 a beast he's solid bro like um and have have how much um outside the bills this year I know you also do the Pittsburgh Steelers show and everything uh how much how many other teams outside of Buffalo have you gotten a chance to watch and like what so far what's been one of your favorite moments outside of a bills game
4: outside of a bills game um You know what? I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. I think the thing, and I was talking about this um, the other night with Joey, I think something that's been exciting for me to watch the season is just seeing quarterbacks being a completely different environment and a different organization and just seeing them flourish. Like, we saw that with Sam Darnold. Now he's in Carolina. We see it with Matt Stafford being with the Rams. So I think it's just really exciting just to see, you know, these dudes, you know, have the opportunity and have the weapons around them to, you know, have a chance to really show, like, what they're capable of and what they can do. So I think that's, to me been the most exciting thing that I've been watching this season
1: yeah so well and then what's because I know we all have a favorite one so far what's your favorite Bills moment this year
4: oh man
1: that's tough
4: it's <laughs> tough I don't <laughs> okay, know i, I- I'll, 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 I'll,
1: we'll end it off with your favorite moment. And because I'll actually <laughs> ask Ron to end off with his favorite Chiefs moment up to this point. I know the way he's the way he's talking all night got me feeling like he's like, uh, like they ain't playing how I want him to play. But I'm sure he still has there has to be a couple moments. So uh Kristen, what about you with, with just the way the year is gone?
2: I think it's been an interesting season all across the board. There's different teams that I think that we are having really completely different perceptions of coming into this league and starting this season. I mean, it just really proves that it's, you know, I think what Ann just said, it's it's any given Sunday. I mean, you can walk into a game that you think is going to be a complete blowout and then it flips and it goes the opposite direction. I just think there's been a lot of upsets and things that we weren't expecting too much, and it's keeping things exciting. I mean, but it seems to be more this year than even like last season. It just everything is just shuffled, and I don't know if that's COVID-related or, or, or what it is, but I think that it just seems completely different.
1: Yeah. What's your perspective, uh, Ryan? I know, again, come outside of Buffalo, I, I love having people come on to any one of the shows and, and give a different perspective because, you know, being in this fan base, and I'm sure it's the same in Kansas City, but being like so engulfed in the fan base, it's, it's just bills, bills, bills. And like every moment that, that you end up loving is bills, bills, bills. So, I can relate to your comment earlier when you said like, you know, last couple of years, it's tough not to not even in a way you want to be arrogant, but it's tough to just not have that confidence and be overly proud um, r- right now, though, outside of Kansas city and, and looking at everything else, how do you feel about the league, man? It's so much fun this year.
3: Yeah. And I think Sterling kind of, kind of pointed to it a little bit, but uh, the quarterback play, I mean, how many, like, I, I just remember, it feels like five, 10 years ago, like everyone was needing a quarterback besides like, maybe like eight or 10 teams now it's like you, you can't really even find a spot for a guy like Cam Newton to even get a, a chance because every team has their quarterback set up. You know, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy how many young quarterbacks are playing well, plus the veterans that, are, that have been around a while that are, that are you know keeping their job. You know, a place like Pittsburgh might, might want to move on and find a new quarterback soon. But, no, it's really just soon. the quarterback play is, has been great, and it's almost like it's getting to the point where there's almost no room for, like, those middling guys. You know, you either want your young quarterback – or the veteran that's been proven, there's not really room for the guys that like, you know, are kind of in the middle where they're not necessarily great. Uh, and, and you're kind of have to, you know, you don't want to pay these guys because you could just go draft a quarterback, you know, in, in the top, mm-hmm. the top of the draft. So yeah. And, and speaking of quarterbacks, I think ju- I, I, they're in my division, but man, I, I kind of like, I like the chargers, man. I've, I've kind of been high on them. Everyone's kind of, you know, they get the preseason hype and it's like, take it with a grain of salt. Cause they get injured every year. There's always some bad luck that happens, man. Herbert's got that thing rolling. And they have some really talented playmakers on both sides of the ball. They're gonna be a fun team to watch all year and 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 I hate that they're in our division, but yeah they're they're kind of a fun team to root for a little bit.
1: All right, well, let's get back to this game real quick. we got we got a little bit of time left here, so I want to get back to the game. Um, one of the things that bothers me a whole lot is that when I look at the games from last season in the playoffs, Travis Kelsey ate us alive like he he um he pretty much just had his way with us. and then when you go back to the first game, it really looked like the Kansas city chiefs could basically every play do what they wanted. Like they had the option of doing things like you saw certain plays where they handed the ball off and the guy had a a freaking, you could drive a bus down the lane that was open for him. But then if you really look at it on the RPO plays, Mahomes really had probably two receivers with separation that he could have hit that would have picked up the first down or, or a large game. That doesn't feel good to say as a bills fan. And I'm sure in the comments is about to say, Spence, what are you doing? But, that's that was the truth. Like, that's how it was to me. Um, I, I, Ron, I know last year that was a prideful moment for you. It was like, see, we could just move the ball that will still do what we want. How do you see? And I know we just touched on it from a different perspective. But um, how much of last year's game plan do you think this team is taking into tomorrow night from a Kansas City standpoint? Yeah, I do
3: think one uh, interesting note from last year, the first game, the first matchup where we the Chiefs ran for 245 yards as a team, it, It's I believe it's the most in the Andy Reid era. That was kind of the first time we saw a defense, the Bills defense, really commit to playing those soft zones, playing back, kind of having light boxes and just saying, hey, Chiefs, run the ball. We don't want Mahomes throwing it. We're just going to force you to run it, and you know we'll see what happens. Obviously, it worked out for the Chiefs, although when you think about it, It was a pretty good strategy because you you did hold the Chiefs to about, I think it was 26 points. The offense, you know, the Bills' offense just kind of needed to pick up the slack a little bit, you know, uh, and kind of score more points in that situation. But uh, I I think it was kind of interesting because that was the first time we really saw the defense commit to it. Now we're seeing it every single week. Every defense is doing that. Every defense is playing really back, you know, two high safeties, you know, just kind of playing soft zones and, and letting everything be in front of them, not letting anything get behind them. And you know every once in a while, you know Tyreek Kill's is going to bust the coverage every once in a while, right? I mean that's just what he does. But um, I think the Chiefs are getting used to that more and more. And I I, I think the Bills will still come out with that and and, and do that this week because I think it's a smart decision. Hey, if if you know if Mahomes is going to be you know if, if Mahomes isn't throwing the ball, that's better for the defense, right? If you're the Bills, I mean you know hand the ball off every single play if you want. If you're getting six yards a carry, I know that you know it's not good. Obviously you don't want to do that, but it's probably better than Mahomes lighting it up too. So. I think they're going to do that again, but I think the Chiefs are getting more and more used to it. And their offensive line is dominant in the run game uh, as as of recent. Man, they've been blowing dudes up. Trey Smith is is may, maybe the best you know offensive lineman you know rookie offensive lineman there is right now. Honestly, and he's a sixth round pick. As crazy as that is, uh, you know the the offensive line has been dominant in the run game. And you know the Bills' defensive line is strong and, and deep for sure. But man, right now I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against them being able to you know run really well uh, tomorrow as well. And and that might be. You know that might be playing in the Bills' hands, but we'll see. I mean, at the same time, if it's effective, it's if they're gaining five, six yards of carry, you know, that that's going to help. At the same time, so yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's kind of you know, uh, you know, you don't want Mahomes throwing it, but at the same time, you know, you also don't want to be giving up that many yards of carry. So it's kind of a pick your poison type of thing.
1: See, I don't know. Maybe in in uh, you know, I get that the score wasn't when you look at the score from that first game last season. I get that it wasn't like the typical. Patrick Mahomes scoring 40 points a game on the team. But I really, I've, when I went back to watch that game, I felt like, yeah, he didn't throw a lot because they they were playing that zone, that soft zone kind of coverage, but it was still there. He just didn't take it. They was like, okay, the running lanes are there, so we just going to eat with this. So I, I, that's the only reason why I feel like he didn't throw it. But, man, those lanes were – do you remember – Sterles, did you watch um, the film on that game in preparation, or, or I'm sure you watched it previously. Am I
0: wrong when I say that? Yeah, no, the they they very much said just run the ball. But here's the here's the thing though, you know, that was early in the season and they this is a defense where they spent so much money in the offseason. They thought they had one of the best defensive lines in the league, right? And they got they just got run out the damn stadium. And we found out that, you know, the Bills they weren't disciplined in their rush lanes. Their rush fits were terrible. They couldn't generate consistent pressure on the quarterback, right? So they mm-hmm. really didn't have an answer. I mean, they had guys that just couldn't cut it. You know, and that, that kind of goes back to my earlier point is why they spent so much attention in the offseason trying to beef up that defensive line. Leslie Frazier even said this week, because goes, now we have a defensive line that looks like other NFL defensive lines. You know, this is one of the smallest defensive lines in the league, you know, uh, not just in stature but like we just, you know, I know in PFF, we talk about, you know, pressure rates and those, those things are becoming more and more prominent. But you can pressure the quarterback all day And if they're getting the ball out early, I mean, it is what it is. You're not really going to make much impact, right? The difference between last year's defense and this year's defense is the Bills, from a defensive line standpoint, they're making impact. They are impacting the run game. They are impacting quarterbacks. And that's something that they did not have last year. So I would love for the Chiefs to come out and say, hey, we're just going to run the ball because it's going to be a dogfight in the trenches. Like, Starla Tulele, Ed Oliver. I know Trey Smith has been really good. Lucas Niang and, and Creed Humphrey, those guys have been really good as young players. But I'm telling you right now, the Bills have they have length and strength up the middle. That's something that the Chiefs fans can be that – Ron, that you would be very familiar with, pressure up the middle from Chris Jones and, and other guys kind of feasting there. The Bills have that ability now, and so I think it's going to cause that young offensive line – the Bills are going to win some reps, and I think the Chiefs are going to win some reps. I don't think there's going to be a 100-yard rusher in this game by any means, but I think it's going to cause the Chiefs to be more balanced and honest from an offensive standpoint.
1: You, you agree with that, Ron? I see you nodding.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I was very impressed with how the, the offensive line handled Fletcher Cox and uh, Javon Hargrave last week, which are, you know, is a pretty dang good duo in terms of interior defensive linemen. Um, But I think the thing with the Bills is they don't just have the two guys starting that are good. And you mentioned Star and Ed Oliver. They're just deep overall, man. You guys got a lot of rotational guys you can send in there and be good. And that's really what you want in a good defensive line. You want fresh legs in there that you can still trust. You know, if you can if you can have your, you know, your second guy in there and he's, you know, maybe can just be just as effective, maybe not just as effective, but pretty effective as well you know, that offensive line is going to get tired of dealing with Ed Oliver and star. And then all of a sudden they got to deal with a fresh, you know, a fresh guy. So yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I think it's going to be a dogfight in there. And, and by no means is the chiefs going to dominate the defensive line. They just, especially in the run game, I think pass protection wise is where they will really struggle. I think, um, I think that that might be a, a chance for the bills to take advantage, but run blocking, man, they've just been mowing dudes over uh, recently. All, all five of them have been really good in the run game. And so, that's why I'm not going to bet against them to have a really good game on the ground. But at the same time, like I said, the depth of the DL definitely makes that for a challenge. All
1: right. I mean, I'm looking, I'm just, I'm excited about this, uh, this game from, from every standpoint, another, another perspective. And I know Kristen kind of touched on this before we started to go live. She was actually feeling running on um, just some, a little personal connection that she has to the Kansas city chiefs organization in the city. Uh, She kind of made mention earlier about her father, Kristen, if you, can for a moment you want to just kind of jump in and, and kind of talk about um why this game for you is going to be like it's going to be exciting but it's going to be special as well
2: yeah i mean um so i was i was raised with by a kansas city chiefs fan um and unfortunately you know my my dad passed away three months before they won the super bowl um and that was that was one of the most bittersweet moments, you know, because obviously we, I grew up in a household ri- rivalry where, I mean, when I was 12 years old, we started getting opposing magnets on the fridge. And I remember he got a big, you know, Kansas City Chiefs magnet. And I went out and I found some duct tape at a friend's house that was Bill's duct tape. And I came home and I put a big Bill's X over it. And we just always went back and forth. And then, you know, I got into my 20s and he somehow secured a, a Buffalo Bill shirt, like one of those giveaway ones at a bar where it was just the logo, um, and this was about 2000 it was, well, it was 2012 and he crossed out the bills logo and made it, you know, zero playoffs for 12 years. And then he would hang it on the wall. And then the next year it became 13 years and 14 years. Um, so as much as I have grown up loathing the Kansas city chiefs, I loved my dad with everything in my soul. And, um, I will never root for the chiefs, <laughs> but I root for my dad. Um, and, you know, that was his team and his guys. So, you know, there's always a special spot for me. You know, I, I was happy for you guys when you guys won the Super Bowl. Um, I just think that, you know, it's this is our turn. That That's the shirt. <laughs> that's the shirt. And let me tell you something. If you notice in the background of that, my dad never put a single thing into any of those walls. Not, there was two things hanging in the living room. It was my senior photo and a clock. And that man took and he put a nail in his bedroom in the very center of the wall, and that shirt hung there year-round just so that he could pull it down once a year. But he had to look at that and wake up every morning and just revel in the fact of how bad the Bills were for all those years. So, like, this was some deep-rooted, this was some deep-rooted, you know, rivalry between us. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I still, I love the man, and I was glad to see Kansas City get that Super Bowl, but let me tell you, it's our turn now it's our turn and I'm so excited for this game but I hope we beat the ever-loving piss out of you guys I really do <laughs> we're
1: gonna do it we're gonna do it you know Ron one of the things that I was saying I want your opinion on this like and I know you're you're still a Chiefs fan so part of it is not gonna you're not gonna agree fully I get that because you want to win but this year for the Buffalo Bills to me, and I know we we started off facing some teams that, you know, the starting quarterback situation or whatever, right? But this year feels a lot like the year that you guys actually won for me, the way it starts off. And it feels like, for the longest, the Buffalo Bills were like a conservative team. We were respectful. When Sean McDermott got here, I call him Sean McDiddy. When, when McDiddy got here, it was like, you know, we were respectful when we beat teams. We really didn't know how to put them away because he didn't want to embarrass teams. He would kind of take his foot off the gas and kind of do some things and then let teams catch up. Now it's like he doesn't give a damn about embarrassing anybody. It feels like a couple of years ago when the Chiefs actually, when they won it, and it was like, no, we're going to come out and we're just going to do it. And they just, it, like Mahomes was just, It'll be forty five to three in the third quarter and he's still out there throwing dimes. It feels like that right now with the Bills. Can you kind of speak to to that year as a Chiefs fan and then compare it a little bit again? I know outside looking in, you're not a Bills fan, but I, I really do feel like there are a bunch of similarities there. Can you kind of just speak to that for a second?
3: Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of similarities when you consider that uh you guys lost in the AFC championship last year, kind of, you know, wasn't as heartbreaking as the Chiefs AFC championship lost the year before our Super Bowl run. Uh, considering d4 just lines up three inches you know i'm not getting into that but <laughs> um just yeah just there, there's that hunger right i think losing in in a bad fashion the a step away from the super bowl just makes everyone hungry and you guys brought so many guys back it's not like you, it's a it's a whole new team you kind of revamped the team you know obviously you added some pieces to to complement, but you have the core back you know you have you have all the best players you had last year pretty much back in the fold and that creates that hunger, man. When you haven't been there yet, you know, you're just hungry and motivated to get there. And that's what I've always kind of been worried about with the Chiefs is like, you know, we have won it now and and maybe it is hard to motivate. Although I do think last year's Super Bowl loss, you know, will have us motivated. But yeah, I think, I think there are similarities and especially considering like a Josh Allen, like, you know, uh, Josh Allen's big year was last year. Mahomes' big year was that 2018 season when we lost in the AFC Championship, just like you guys. I think – you know building on that because like 2019 Mahomes wasn't as good as he was in 2018 but he was better situationally maybe he was better when it mattered most and that's what ended up you know winning the Super Bowl and also our defense finally played better but yeah I, I think I think you know Josh Allen doesn't need to be maybe as highlight reel or has as, as crazy good as he was last year in terms of towards the end of the season man he was you know the best player in the NFL I don't I don't think there was a question but uh, I, I you know you don't have to be that week to week you just have to be that in certain situations and and I think you know that that might be something where you guys have that advantage this year the hunger and then obviously Allen kind of knowing hey i can do it i can be the best quarterback in the league but i just need to be the best situationally you know when i need to be i'll 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 turn it on and be there but my team can kind of carry me as well
1: yeah man do you think you think jones is gonna play
3: man i don't know uh it's tough because they held him out of practice all week. We kind of all thought it was a rest thing because it's a wrist, right? As a defensive yeah. lineman, man, that you know, if your wrist is hurting you, that's a really big deal. I, you know, you really want to have those strong hands. But, man, Andy Reid did not sound very confident on Friday, and it kind of all started to worry us a little bit. So he's a game changer, man. If, if Jones isn't in there, I I have a hard time even, you know, being confident that Chiefs will win in general, honestly, if Jones isn't playing, I'll be honest with you.
1: Wow. OK, well, it's, it's that time we're about to end it up here. So let's do a round robin. Uh, we're going to we're going to talk about our prediction. We're going. And so for you, Ron, we typically do a score prediction and a Josh Allen stat line. I'm going to ask you to give us that Patrick Mahomes stat line. So uh, we'll end off with you. I'll let you kind of get your get your thoughts ready. Uh, we're going to start off with my home girl A-Dubs, big, big Dubs. Where are we at?
4: yeah I already told you guys earlier um, I'm going 38 35 bills um I think I think Josh's gonna have a good day I think he's gonna play smart um I think he's gonna I think he's gonna show off his athleticism a little bit I think we might see some fronts from him but I think we're gonna see a really complete um offense where he's gonna be utilizing all the weapons he has I think Moss is gonna have a good game I think Dawson Knox is gonna have a good game so I hope that we just show up and show out.
1: All right, Sterles, where you at with it, man?
0: I'm gonna go uh 31-21 Bills. Uh and I'll tell you why. It's that when you have a defense this good, um it's it's gonna cause fits. You no, know, I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. Uh I just think the Bills are very complete. They're very balanced on both sides of the ball. Um you know, everybody wants to shoot out. I just think that man, I I just think they're going to give them hell. <laughs> it's go the Bills are going to win by 10 in this game uh josh allen Statline, i think he'll go for like 31 38 you know 278 and three touchdowns is what i predict from him okay
1: all right uh k k gun where you at with it
2: i'm jumping in with uh 31 uh 27 bills on that one um also i'm actually going to go a step further with josh allen stat line i think that he's actually going to run two of those touchdowns that he gets so I think we're going to see about 350 yards out of him and he's actually going to run two of those touchdowns. Then,
1: Okay. All right. Uh,
3: My man, Ron, where we at man. All right. Well, I guess I, uh, I'm going to be on the Island here. You know, (laughs) I, I I predicted 37, 31 uh, chiefs in our official predictions uh, for the site. Like I just said, the Jones thing is a huge deal. I really do think if Jones ends up not playing that, that's, that flips the game. I I think the bills are a good enough team. And if you're not going to have, your best playmaker on defense when you've already been terrible with him in the game, man, that that's really hard to overcome. Um, but I'm going to st- I'm going to just predict that he's playing, uh, you know, almost like a hope thing. 37, uh, 31 chiefs. I really do think the offense, I, I, I respect your opinion, Sterles. I really do. But man, the only reason they've been stopped this year is their own fault. They, they turning the ball over, shooting themselves in the foot is the only reason they've been stopped. They still lead the entire league in yards per play yards per drive. You know, they're, they're, they're ending all, you know, they, they, I think they have the highest uh, percentage of their drives ending in a score, even though they also have the second highest rate of their drives ending in a turnover, uh, which kind of shows you. And, and Tommy Townsend, our punter, has punted six times this year. I mean, they're really not getting stopped unless they're shooting themselves in the foot. I think they know this is a must win game. And I know it sounds crazy to call this a must win game, but man, if you lose this game, You're two games behind the Bills and possibly the Chargers and the Ravens in the AFC, and you don't have the tiebreaker over any of those teams. Man, that could be really tough to overcome in the playoff race. So I think we're going to see an urgency from the coaching staff, from the players. It's going to act like a must-win game, and I think Arrowhead kind of makes a little bit of a difference. So I'm going to say 37-31. Mahomes has 300 yards, uh, two touchdowns, because I do think the ground game will will help and, and score some points for the Chiefs too.
1: OK, so I'm actually not going to leave you on that island, man. Earlier this week on the, the Hump Day hotline, I predicted that the Buffalo Whoa. Bills were going to fall to the Kansas City Chiefs. I said it was going to be 31 to 24. Um, and and the reason being is um, it's just I would love to be wrong about this as much as possible. Like, trust me, I will be the, f- the first and loudest one to be like, yo, I was wrong. I'm sorry for doubting. The thing is, I feel like this is one of those situations of like the bulls and the the pistons and then, you know, the Lakers and the, like, you just have to get past a certain, you know, and I feel like it's going to happen this year, but I feel like it's going to happen in the playoffs. And I, I just think that this moment is still really big for the bills. And I think that these players are um, as they should be very amped for it. I think that their, their energy is going to be through the roof, but I just think it might be a little bit too much for them to really, Um, contain their emotion enough to to play at the level that that we're going to be used to seeing them play I could be wrong I want to be wrong I want to beat these dudes I want to go down to Kansas City and I want to do something dangerous to them but I just I feel like honestly I just feel like uh, it's a big moment it's a it's a prime time Sunday night game bright lights in Kansas City like I said redemption the the feeling of the redemption that picture is going to I mean how many times have we seen that picture this week you know what I mean like I just feel like it, it, that's, the, that's the thing that's in their head. So they feel obligated to, re, to redeem themselves from that moment. So, you
0: know, I'm not going to leave you on an island all like that, I, you know, but, man, I want to be wrong so bad. Who's the pressure on this week? That, that's what I want to know from you guys. Like, I, that's what I kind of think, too. I think the, all the pressure is on the Kansas City Chiefs to, to get a W, and I think that's the difference. Uh, there's going to be the difference in the game tomorrow because the I Bills don't like have that opposite. pressure. I no, feel like man, they got there. they I got, got like- more they got more to ride on it. They got more cuz if the Bills lose to the Chiefs, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the Bills season, you know what I'm saying? Like but the Chiefs have everything to lose in this game. Like their division is tough. It is. And there's a lot they got a lot of questions, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, people are going to just be hating on Mahomes just cuz just cuz who he is. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on. I mean, and they're at the top, so they're getting every team's best punch every single week, right? So I, the pressure's on those guys, man. See, I, and, and you might,
1: that perspective, it can be correct. My perspective on that is that the pressure is on the Bills because of the fact that we haven't beat them. So, again, it's the mental thing for me. Like, your your perspective is, it, it makes perfect sense. But for me, it's like, it's that mental block of, man, it's, it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. We got to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. I could be wrong. Again, I want to be wrong. Um somebody just said in there uh like they love me but they want me to be wrong so bad. I was trying to find it but the comments kind of popped too quick. Uh Rick, my man Rich Rush, he said Jay Spence, I love you brother and I hope you are wrong. <laughs> Trust me, I hope I am too. I just think that the pressure mentally is on again, we saw the picture of Stefan Diggs. He has so like everybody's talking about that now. Everybody's talking about how similar Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is, but you know but Patrick Mahomes has an MVP. He has a Super Bowl. He has this. He has that. Josh Allen. So, again, it's one game. And this isn't going to, again, it doesn't make or break the season for us. It does hurt. It does hurt the Chiefs' chances if they lose this game. It, it's absolutely a big deal. I feel like it's on the Bills to be like, all right, we got to come in and kick them or they're down. We got to, like, we know they're down. Let's stomp on them. And, and if they don't, I, I, I feel like that's the So I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Ron, before we get out of here, man, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, where you got your content, what you got coming up, and, uh, and hey, man, good luck, but not good luck to you
0: tomorrow.
3: <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys having me. This was fun. I, I really enjoyed the discussion. Um, yeah, I, I work for airheadpride.com, lead analyst there. I do uh, you know film reviews and opponent scouts every week, uh, game previews and everything, so check it out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ron underscore Cop, K-O-P-P.
1: Hey, and y'all and actually check their check their um their content out in general. They they're basically Buffalo rumblings for kansas city so we're all under the uh the sb nation umbrella this is my guy we just met officially for real tonight for the first time face to face like this but he he does good work before i you know before i asked him to come on i talked to some people and i actually looked up some of his content the dude is quality so ron keep doing what you do man i appreciate you so much anytime you ever need me or anybody from the buffalo Rumblers crew just hit me up i'll try to make it happen for you man man appreciate you guys that, that's awesome i really appreciate the kind words man all right. And before we go around with everybody that the, the usual suspects of the crew, I do want to take a quick second to talk about. You already know how I get down with just in case bags because you know why. You know why I get down with just in case bags because they there for you just in case some stuff pop off. And I, I was in Buffalo for the opener. So I know how Buffalo tailgates. I know how y'all party. We got these bags. It's for We got something in here for everybody, whether it's you getting off from work. Whether you're going to the gym after work or you need to freshen up before a quick little date or, you know, you got that little sneaky link after the game where you don't want to necessarily drive all the way to the other side of town. We got something for the men and the women. And, you know, your boy J. Spencer King right now is rocking that Zaddy shirt because I guess down with it. I might not be a Zaddy yet. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get the six pack popping. But right now I got the beer game going. Yo, k Dubs or k Dubs, Good groove. Y'all see how I'm mixing y'all. k Who's that? I know k Dubs. Okay, gun let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going. Y'all got something special and fun going on tomorrow. Why don't you let everybody know what's popping?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I got to plug that real quick. So um, you can find me at, at, Kim, at Kimic 86 on Twitter. Um, but also... The Bills Mafia Babes actually partnered with Resurgence Brewing to release a beer called – it's a triple berry sour called Big Berry Bean. That beer is launching tomorrow during the Chiefs game. Resurgence is normally not open on Sundays. They are opening their venue specifically for this. We're going to pack it with Bills Mafia, and it's no cover charge, no anything. Every pint of Big Berry Bean, and there's a couple others that they're going to throw on this donation list as well – Every pint that you purchase, $1 of that will go towards uh, Brandon and Haley Bean's Bills Mutt charity, which directly benefits uh, the the SPCA of Western New York. So come on out. We got some cool swag. We got a 50-50 going on. Hopefully, we'll get to see you guys tomorrow, and hopefully, we'll get that big dub.
1: Big dubs, a dub, big dub. (laughs) Why don't you do the same thing? Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, Again, you got some extra content coming up soon with with some other people. So go ahead and plug that as well. And, uh, And let's get ready for tomorrow.
4: Yeah, for sure. So mostly on Twitter. So you can find me at BillsBabe716. Um, Also hop on the Donut Bag Podcast. We just had a new episode that came out yesterday. So that is on Twitter and Instagram at the Donut Bag. And then, yeah, please come out tomorrow. Um, Bills Mafia Babes. We're really excited for, you know, our beer release. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We need everyone there cheering on for the game. So please come out. It's going to be a good time.
1: All right, let's get it. And you already know we gonna end it up with the best. The, this, I don't want to say the best because I mean K K Gun and A Dubs is my peeps, but we gonna end it off with the best from the West. Because is Denver technically West?
0: Yeah, it's West. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's okay, so West. we going we gonna end up from the <laughs>
1: best from the West. My man Steros for the girls. I got to do my Snoop Dogg thing when it come to you and rhyme everything because because you're just that cool with it. Steros, <laughs> let everybody know where they can find your content and what you got going on over there at Cover One because y'all got some good stuff coming.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, you can find me at Sterling on Twitter. Uh, you know, I do my work at cover one. I um, mean, we got a lot of stuff going on. The hoof podcast is on hoof live is on Tuesday nights. You know, we kind of just kind of go over the recap and then we do a quick preview of the next coming week. But, uh, you know, I like watching film and kind of just giving a different perspective when it comes to uh, the bills and analysis. So that's kind of what, that's kind of what cover one is all about. So you can find me there. And uh, as always, man, go bills
1: yeah let's get it well you know me how i do it's your boy jay spencer king i'm representing that buffalo rumblings podcast and then the youtube channel we we do it all we we do it all and uh we got a lot of stuff going on we got you know john Fina is an official correspondent we got uh, Nate Gary is down with the squad. We got the whole chop up crew down with the squad. Uh, Joe got a bunch of shows. Bruce got a bunch of shows. I got the code of conduct Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. This week, I got my homegirl, Josina Anderson, joining me. She's going to talk about what it's like to be, uh, you know, the female Adam Scheffner on a better and higher level, because that's what I feel like she's doing it even better. She's going to talk about how she kind of broke through those glass ceilings on multiple levels to get to where she is. Um, if y'all missed the one last week that I had with my dog Benny the Butcher, please go back and watch that one. And then uh I got some other special guests coming up for you soon. And then don't forget to the hump their hotline on Wednesdays. We just doing everything. We doing everything. Tomorrow night, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, 820, 815, NBC. Is it 820? 8, 820, yeah. 820. Let's do it. Go Bills. Go, go Bills. Bills. You can say your Chiefs thing. You can do it. Go ahead, man.
0: Chiefs.